And we're live. Welcome back to the Trent and Zach Show with our guest Austin Stagman here today. Austin, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. How you doing, T? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I woke up, put two feet on the ground, took a breath, and said, hey, at least I'm alive. I'm doing better than others. Zach, how you doing? Well, still breathing. Hopefully it's still that way tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the, we'll uh, see. Is it the <laughs> Zach and T show? Yeah. Well, I- any variation of the sort. I thought, it was, I thought it was the podcast everybody hates. I'm going back and forth. I honestly wanted to uh, just say it and see what it sounded like. I'm not sure if I'm sold on the name, the podcast everyone hates. Are you putting Zach's name first for a reason? Trent and Zach. Zach and Trent? Show or the I mean, Zach it's more important show or? to settle on a name than to have a perfect name as far as podcast goes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, on, the, the welcome back to the Trent and Zach show. Which I'm, rolls fine. Off I'm fine with that. I like, I like T and Z. T and Z. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to the T and Z show. I'm your host T, <laughs> and I'm Z. Hey, and I'm Stag. <laughs> How's everybody doing? So, what are some uh, what are some things on your mind? Anybody? Anybody got any hot takes? No, but I got my uh, fantasy basketball draft tonight. You want to talk about it? Yeah. Well, let's talk about how dumb fantasy sports are in general. I'd love to. It, I'd love to sit here and talk about how stupid. It is with how much people care about fantasy sports. At its core, I agree with you, but I'm a huge hypocrite because I participate in fantasy football and basketball. I've done fantasy golf. I've done... That's about it. How do you play fantasy golf? Um, You pick... You, like, draft certain golfers and just like you would any other... Yeah. Like, basketball or football or anything like that, and then... um, Based on how they do throughout the year in different tournaments, you win. I mean, all of this head. is based around making money, right? You never play these for free. Uh, the golf ones I did, which sounds extremely boring, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it makes more sense because you were a golfer, though. I mean, it's yeah, s- some, something yeah. you kind of care about, even though you pretend like you don't care about it. <laughs> let, let, let me clarify that it's been a long time since I played fantasy golf. <laughs> <laughs> I stick to fantasy football and basketball. Basketball is my is my, definitely my favorite. But isn't it weird that the culture of fantasy sports has become this thing where you get a group together, and it's a great way to bring people together. I'll give you that. But when people are sending death threats to players or, oh, yeah. or people take trips to, like, Nashville for, like, their fantasy draft – and they make this huge deal about it, and it's like it consumes their lives, and they can't even enjoy any of the games because they're just worried all the time about if they're going to win their their or who's getting what points. I'm like, first of all, sports in general is weird how much we pay attention to it, and it's even weirder <laughs> that the fantasy thing has become more of a sport than the actual sport itself. I want to know who the first guy was who thought of fantasy sports. Like, who who sat down and was like, let's just do – a draft and draft random players, and it had to just been a couple guys like sitting around with like a piece of paper or something before computers yeah. and actually drafting. It's a that smart way. guy. I mean, it was a smart guy if he was able to make any money off it. You play fantasy, don't you, Zach? I, I did a family league that I paid. Do you attention. play fantasy, or do you, what's the verb associated with what you're doing with fantasy? I think people say play. You yeah, play I think you fantasy, say play, but like, do you really play it? You more participate. It plays you. It, you yes. play. You, I mean, we're playing the game of life right now. Yeah. Uh, that how is much? So how much skin you got on the basketball game? Twenty bucks. What's the What's the winner like overall um, pot? First, first, second, third gets um, payouts. First is like one twenty. Second is like sixty, and then third is like forty or something like that. It's, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm the outcast with how weird I think it is. But I mean, it can be. It can give you a reason to care about sports. Yeah, but that's right. that right there in itself is what I disagree <laughs> with. I don't think anybody should really care as much as they do about sports to the point I, where it legitimately affects your life. I think that the reason <laughs> that fantasy football is so popular is because it is just something that people, not even necessarily like friends, but just like in an office setting or like in a, in a general setting with anybody, like so many people play fantasy football that it's something it's the new water that cooler you can talk? all talk about and discuss and relate about that doesn't have anything to do with politics or and that's yeah. something i don't kind of like it because you know everybody's just like jim come from the water jimmy or jeff walks from the water cooler is like ah oh, spanked you in fantasy football last oh, night yeah. i just how about those yeah. insert team name here <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess it's good if it if it brings a sense of community to a group of people who normally yeah. wouldn't uh 
wouldn't have anything to kind of relate like with with each other. It's just a bunch. If it's just a bunch of strangers doing it, that's fine. But when you get a group of friends doing it, and it gets real competitive. I'm like, hey, why don't you just everybody just take a chill pill and go read a fucking book or something? But you know, maybe maybe it's me. I think it has kind of like what you said earlier though too. It has taken away kind of the the human aspect of the football of like football in the game because yeah. like when just like you're saying players getting death threats and stuff like that. Like what's sad because I had OBJ on my team. Like oh, Del Beckham Jr. Thing. for those who oh. aren't well equipped with Thank the you. with the Thank football. You <laughs> Thank you, too, because you're <laughs> coming from the expert. Um, my first thought when he like broke his well, it turns out he broke his ankle. But my first thought was like, oh shit, I've got him on two of my fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even care about like, the people anymore. No. You're just like, oh, these like, are just I mean, p- these are just chess pieces in my big game I, of yeah. fantasy. Yeah, I, mean, I like to think of myself as a caring person. Yeah, but when it comes down to fantasy football, it was like. Damn. <laughs> it's just like it's just like emotions get thrown out the window. How many leagues are you in? Just one football league? Yeah. Are you in I mean, a, I'm not really a fantasy sports guy. What do you so. think? What, you know what actually, you know what something I have wanted to talk uh, I'm glad I remember this uh on the podcast about was the conversation we had a long time ago. I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I was thinking about the other day about the when you and your you and your hometown friends were talking. I don't know if you guys were stoned or what, but when you were talking about how I think yeah I know how weird it is if like aliens came down to Earth to and like were confused as to why so many people were watching other people play a sport instead of playing it themselves. Yeah, I think this was I can't this could have been the time I did shrooms, but I can't <laughs> with the buddies. But I know that one time I was either I might have just been high or something, and I was talking about with my friends. How like weird if from a like completely alien perspective that we care about and want to watch other people play a game that we could just go out and play ourselves. Yeah. But to counter that, I think like the reason why we watch is to watch the best players in the world at what they do play. I mean, I don't go out and just like watch a random high school football game because I'm like, oh, I want to watch football. I want to watch yeah. the NFL because they're the best players. And then I guess with the with college, you have like you usually want to watch your team. I mean, it doesn't always apply, but that would just be. It's one. the whole. It's the whole like tribe mentality, though, because you just align yourself with a team. Doesn't matter what it is, oh, yeah. and then it's just like, I mean, it gets so intense. You're just like my team over everything. If you don't like my team, then you can go fuck yourself. It, well, I don't even like. Yeah, it's it gets just weird real with those uh, soccer, like soccer teams over in like Europe and stuff like yeah. that. Football. I mean, football. Yeah, yeah. they get <laughs> they get like. Intense. You think like oh, yeah. NFL teams or NFL fans are are crazy? Like they, uh, I was pulling this up. They um, there was a game the other day. It was on some Instagram account, like House of Highlights or something like that. And they were literally after the game was over, they the team lost the home team. They were like shooting, it looked like flares into <laughs> the field. I pulled this up from the stands, and it like the whole field was on fire, and it was so smoky so in the arena that like you couldn't even see anything. I mean, there's plenty of refs have been killed and stuff. I know. I wonder. I mean, what do you? What's your thought specifically on why people oh, care yeah, so much about teams and sports in I'm, general? It was uh, Bosnia. I'm sorry. I mean, what? Do you, it's it's. Hold on. Let's watch this. Holy cow! They're legitimately shooting flare. Guns is that what those are? Onto those flare, the field. Like, yeah, are those, those are flare, flare guns. Dude, look how many come out. The whole thing. It's it's because they lost. Yeah. People are fucking psychopaths. <laughs> it goes on for another like fifteen seconds or so, but you get the gist of it. And this whole thing come, catches on fire, and you can't even see. Wow. Yeah. That's so it's uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. 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 Is that, is that, one, is that one country, Bosnia yeah. Herzegovina? Oh, I don't know, Mister. I know every country in the world and where its capital's located. I, I've never heard. Of it. I know its capital <laughs> and where it's at. I just don't know the country. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fans were not thrilled that their team didn't qualify for the World Cup, just like the U.S. didn't. Yeah. What, so, what do you think, Zach? I mean, what's the? Yeah. What's your take on the why? It, there's got to be something in the in our genetics that's wired because it wouldn't be this popular if it wasn't something that was deep had, had deeper meaning well i mean it's i mean competition and tribalism certainly a part of that i mean you had you go back to the olympics that's where i mean ever since the dawn of time civilizations have had competition and recreational not necessarily recreational but they've had sporting events and competitive yeah. type events so it is it's certainly something Primal. But do you think that the reason people who are watching care so much 
is because they aren't able to compete or maybe in their own lives don't have a form of competition to where they can uh, kind of like release that whatever whatever it is in them that loves that so much. Because that's what I feel like not enough people have an outlet for their aggression or I, I, I don't know what, what word you want to put there, but I feel like that's the reason people get so angry about sports is because they don't have any way to go out and hit somebody or, you know what I mean, or push somebody down. They just they sit there in their cubicles and just click on numbers all day, and then they finally get to watch it, and they're like, oh, fuck yeah. God, I, kill him. I can think that's certainly – that can be true in a lot of cases. I mean, there's certainly people that don't have those outlets, so it's just like vicar- a very vicarious kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but, that, you know, it's certainly not that way for everyone. I mean, there's plenty of, like, professional athletes are huge sports fans of other sports, and uh, they have outlets to compete at, like, the highest levels in the world, but they still enjoy watching and being rooting for other athletes yeah. in different sports. So. Yeah, there's definitely a different tier, though. I mean, because if you go, if you see professional athletes, it's not the stereotypical tailgater painted up, like, drinking beer, screaming at people walking by in different jerseys kind of guy. You, like that stereotypical <laughs> guy. You know what I'm talking about? Can you see him? It's a great description. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because like the, the people who are not in the, in the spotlight, obviously, don't probably don't have as much to worry about in terms of repercussions for their actions. But I don't know. I just It's something I've always thought was extremely strange is why why it's so important that you have a team and your team wins and you are going to back that team no matter what in any like no matter what scenario might happen to them it's like my team or go fucking kick rocks that that, um reminds me because i was actually thinking today because um did you hear like jerry jones uh, the owner of the cowboys how he said that if any of the players knee during the game or during the national anthem, then they're not going to play. And there are like the Cowboys, like are known for having like the diehard fans or like America's football team, you know, whatever. And I wonder, like, what their fan base would think about or whether they would turn on them or what what would actually happen if the players because the players had a uh, a meeting today together, just the players yeah. apparently that I read to basically discuss like are any of us going to sit down or because they're in a they're in a weird situation because they have players like Dak Prescott who is you know it's his second year in the NFL so he's really not in a uh, uh, position to like knee and he didn't seem like that type of guy anyways like knee and like create a scene to have and, and to not play yeah Zeke's got his own like legal troubles yeah um so it's almost like Jerry kind of knows in a way that he's got him he has in a the upper grip. hand. Yeah, exactly. He has the upper hand there. But it's just like, what? What if you know? What if the together as a team they decide to knee, or what if like half the team knees? What are they kneeing for anymore? That's the, that's what I don't understand. That's I was a hundred percent behind Colin Kaepernick because yeah. I mean at least well, at least he was standing up for something. But now it's just like, are they taking a knee or no? And nobody's talking about like what there needs the to reasoning be like a behind lead it. Spokesperson, or there needs to be more said about it, because like every every type of of um not every type of action, but every type of movement like that needs like a, a, a leader or like a figure. Yeah. And I feel like Colin Kaepernick would be the perfect person to do it, especially since he's not playing football right now. <laughs> yeah. He could like be holding press conferences and writing like I don't know essays or something along those lines to, to really have, like, a um, a goal in mind. Just just do because, something yeah, to like, let people know what's going on. And I, I don't – once it becomes, like, a trend, I just don't really – like, it just comes kind of pointless to me. Because yeah. now it's – I mean, I'm not sure there's plenty of people doing it, obviously, with good intentions and maybe doing it to mean something. But now it also becomes people's kids see that, and now everybody's just fucking kneeling just to kneel. Like kneeling all kinds of places, you see Division three players getting well, yeah, kicked off teams because they're kneeling now, and it's yeah. just become well. It, they idolize these professional athletes, but it, the, it's yeah. now it's just so easy to do it. Everybody's doing it now, and it's just it's like a who really because it's like half the teams or half the players are kneeling, half aren't. It's like it doesn't really yeah. even. It's matter just the vintage. Anymore. If you put too much water in the Kool Aid, it dilutes it to the point where you can't even taste it anymore. Well, I mean, once and you I, get so many people doing something. You forget what the purpose of it was. If if there's nobody like you were saying yeah. to take charge and and to direct it in a positive way, because 
I mean, when Colin Kaepernick was doing it, the whole police brutality thing needed to be addressed because it was getting yeah. ridiculous. Still is ridiculous, but now it's just it's about kind of Trump, kind of unity, kind of yeah. It, it's it's just really, really just sure. become a thing with Trump, and because I mean, obviously the police brutality thing's been going on for a long time, but not. Er- all these people didn't start kneeling until Trump said something about it, and now it's just like, oh, we don't like Trump, so we're going to kneel. Well, he was at Colin Kaepernick kneel before Trump was even. No, that's what I'm saying. Was then it was nobody. It, all these people who are kneeling now weren't kneeling for that. They're kneeling because it's become cool yeah, because I, it's an anti-Trump thing, and it's because it's so cool to be anti-Trump that it's just it's okay, it's cool to do it now, and it wasn't to do it before. Yeah, I think I mean, a lot of like needs to be anti-Trump. And yeah, <laughs> I think that that a lot of like each player, some some players may be kneeling because of the police brutality. Some may be strictly because of Trump. Some may be like a combination. But I think that the perception from the American people or just like the world when they see that, I guarantee that the majority of the people that see the players kneeling don't know why they're kneeling. Yeah. They just think it's like that they're being anti-American. Yeah. And, which and they don't really care about. Yeah, right. You know, it's, it's not that it, I agree they don't know. But I would, I would also say that the majority of the people watching don't give a shit what they're kneeling for. They're yeah. just tuning in to watch football and they're like, oh, there are the kneeling things yeah. going on. What, what's going on here? Fuck these people or hell yeah, go go kneelers. Yeah, go, go kneelers. <laughs> and I'd like to think. Why do you hate the PC kneelers? I well, like, it, <laughs> it is kind of funny because now all the P- PC people are fans of this because they're kneeling. I'm like, yeah. this is so stupid. Yeah, and all w- these people who are like, oh, God, this kneeling thing's so great. And all the people who are like, you know, this is, oh, I hate it because they're disrespecting the flag, even though that's not really what it's about at all. And. I just again think that this whole thing would take a turn for the better if someone again, like I said, like Colin Kaepernick, or I don't know, I don't know who else would stand up at this point or, or you know, a, as a leader or emerge, but someone needs to to do something because well, what happens down the road? Like, I mean, let's say this season ends, it comes to the next season, or maybe even two seasons from now. Yeah. Do people still knee? Because I don't feel like all of a sudden police brutality against like African Americans is just going to stop. No. Like, all of a sudden, or... No. Well, um, against... You know, I mean, like, against I mean, let's any say, race. Let's say Trump just, like, I don't know, quits or resigns at the beginning of next year to all of a sudden all the players stand again. Yeah. Because then that negates the whole police brutality thing. So it's like, when does, when does that kind of, like, fizzle out, the whole need yeah. thing? Well, de- like, definitely, it, like, what's your end goal here? Right, yeah. right. What, because... That's the thing, exactly. Because you can knee, and, like, we would agree, like, okay, I understand why they're kneeing. You may support them or not, but at least you understand... But then, like, yeah, what's what is your end goal? How are you going to reach yeah. that end goal? Because just kneeing isn't going to solve anything. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, it's going to revert back to which is so strange. I mean, the whole thing is so strange, and on how they never even used to be out there, like in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, until the army paid like paid the NFL. I didn't even know for that. propaganda. You know, uh, for recruitment and things like that, uh, show support, show your patriotism and things like that. And I definitely think I'm 100 percent a supporter to to say all the players on the teams while the national anthem is going, just stay in the locker room, do your own thing, do yeah. whatever the hell you want to in the locker room. Why does it have to be a public thing? And why can't the people who disagree with it after the game, or you know, I mean, after practice at some other point? St- bring up the topics that they're wanting to discuss but do it in a way that you're you're taking a individual stance or a group stance you know you could bring a bunch of people together but do it in a way that's not bringing the NFL specific cameras on you that are on the field you know what i mean for that game cuz if you think about like MMA UFC fights they don't even have a national anthem cuz you have so many different people from different countries like fighting they're just like, here's the main event. All right, ring the bell. You know, it's just like, fuck it, like, whatever. I mean, what's the national anthem really even resemble at this point when people are at football games, they're sitting in line waiting for a beer, they hear it, and they're like, oh, shit, the game's about to start. Like, nobody's sitting there. I mean, I'm sure there's a few of them, but nobody's sitting there like, fucking, I love this country. You know what I mean? They're not like. <laughs> well, there are people like that. That's but. what I'm saying. There are people like that. But, but I yeah, for the, the most part, it's like, very selective patriotism of like oh yeah when you're watching this at home are you like paying attention at all no. yeah that's what i mean 
like no, I guarantee it that most people are. I, I guarantee you, fucking Joe War veteran isn't standing up out of his lazy boy <laughs> recliner, taking his hat off to fucking salute the flag while the national anthem's going on. It is patriotism in itself is uh, like a funny thing to to watch. Yeah. Like, patriotism is is great, and yeah. you need patriotism, and and we're all <clears throat> we're all obviously like proud of of America and proud to be Americans and that type of thing, but. But yeah, to, it is funny that for those types of events, you do just like stand up, remove your, fl- uh, your yeah. hat, and just kind of. Well, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, Weird. That's pretty much all I do. But he had Alonzo Bowden on, who's a comedian. And uh, one thing that I really agreed with what he said was uh, America's attention span is so bad that, like, this whole taking a knee, patriotism, like support the flag thing. As soon as something else comes up, people just like forget that they just stop talking about it. The media stop covering it. It's like, oh, what's the next thing that we can cover? The next issue that we can talk about? And because I mean, you go back to Flint, Michigan. I mean, still to this day, Flint, Michigan's having water problems, but like, you don't ever hear about it. You don't ever see anything about it. It's just it's always like everyone is so wrapped up in what they see right now. Immediately gets a hundred percent of their attention. And everything that has happened before that or might happen after that, it just they they don't care about. Yeah, it's all just like it's always just the next big thing. That's partially the the media's fault because yeah, fuck the media. They only <laughs> they're only they're only they're just trying to get their ratings. Yeah. So I mean, that's why most of the time too, you don't see a lot of of good news headlines because there's a lot of good in the world that happens every day. But all yeah. you're gonna see is the depressing, the sad. Like I wonder so, why. So I wonder died. why the. I wonder why the bad, terrible shit is what it makes people, people feel see. better about themselves. I yeah. think. Like I mean, I, you know, like you, you read some terrible like disaster or whatever, and for some reason that's just like, well, yeah, for some reason that's just more entertaining. Like, I, oh which my god, like, like, oh, entertaining is yeah. exactly oh. the word. It's not fun to talk about how good everything is. It's just fun to be like. Oh fucking everything's shit. Everybody disagrees. It's, you know what are we gonna do? Ah, what are we gonna do? Yeah, Z, you look like you got something to say. No, I'm just <laughs> it's, he's contemplating. I like when Z <laughs> contemplates. Normally, something good comes after that. Oh. No, it's no pressure. <laughs> I mean, part of it is you don't really because all the good stories, it's all like really stupid, like fluff. Like it, I mean, there are human you, human interest stories, but you're only seeing those at the local level. So you never see like he, like main like national international stories because the only I mean, their local news does all kinds of you know feel good stories about th- people doing good things like that all the time. But yeah. it is kind of interesting why at a na- national level, it's like I I feel like because it might have something to do with the fact that national news a lot of times. It's just about stirring the pot. So yeah, they want to exactly. show all these bad things so yeah. one side can use it against the other side, and they yep. can all use it for their political talking points. Just trying to spark uh, more, so more frustrated. Yeah, articles. The whole picking sides thing really makes me frustrated. <laughs> it, I, you know, just and, join and, your and before, group and your label, and you yeah. stick with your group. And before we yeah. get too far into that, uh, something I wanted to bring up, another thing that Alonzo Bowden said that I want to see what you guys think was with the whole respecting the flag thing and the patriotism he's he, he brought up a good point he's like you have all these people who are mad that these guys are taking a knee because it's disrespecting the flag but they're wearing like american flag like suit party suits and like american flag things like that like if you're gonna respect the flag you're not supposed to have it like on your clothes or like a blanket that's a resemblance of the flag i just find it weird that it's okay to be mad about well, who made those uh, rules, anyways? Yeah, why? well, that, but that's the thing. Like, I why, mean, you know? Yeah. Like, well, it's just the hypocrisy that goes back and forth. Everybody, people get upset about it, and then the other side shows them that you're stupid. This is how you're disrespecting the flag, and everybody's just pointing fingers at each other and just laying in their own hypocrisy on these issues. So, isn't that sad? So you know, it's well, it doesn't really make any before, sense. Where were we about to go? We were about to be go talking somewhere, about? and then I wanted to. Well, you're talking about Alonzo Bowden. Was yeah, it but before, b- that? before that, we were about to go somewhere, and before oh, the conversation kind of went there, like to how everything is just about picking, you know, create, 
conflicts between groups oh, and everybody's yeah, yeah. got to be sides and things everybody like that. has to think of things as part of their group and can't just look at things from their individual yeah. perspective and with the left and right thing i mean it's just the, uh, just like with the nfl players taking a knee and all that it's like what's the end game well that's how i feel about the whole extreme left extreme right you know like the more tension and the more we get divided on you know your opinion versus this person's opinion it's like where where do you find the middle ground do you think that that will result in multiple parties like they have in in europe and stuff i, mean, I there, couldn't there imagine just for, like that would be a democrat long time republican they, yeah I mean, it's been this way for such a could, long time and yeah. you think it's been this divided though no I mean, i'm talking about as far as political parties i don't see any new political parties gaining much ground because you know they get a tiny little bit of the vote every year yeah. uh, but something yeah. drastic well, would have to happen before you got another political party being able to challenge republicans or democrats i think you could because you have right now like obviously republicans democrats and you have like independents but you could easily have someone run on like libertarian platform or, or whatever yeah. else it may be because there are and well and, they do nothing just happens well that, that's a good <laughs> point but I feel like that that if any time now would be the time that it would catch more ground because so many people are like I'm tired of the Democrats I'm tired of the Republicans and then all the, all it needs is just like one charismatic like maybe young or just yeah. someone like a, a Barack Obama equivalent to the Democratic Party like as soon as yeah. he came out everybody was like oh my gosh you know who is this yeah, a breath if of fresh someone, air it would have some, to right. be somebody who's got that charisma it oh, can't yeah. just be it can't just be a good like person who's smart it's going to have to be somebody with that charisma right. that can but the problem get is, which is the, the problem with that that I see is like everyone is so right or left and like the middle ground, it's like the right people and the left people aren't willing to like feel like they're giving in to you know yeah. what I mean. So they're like, no, I'm not gonna choose. It's you know, I'm a Republican, goddammit, or whatever. And uh, I would I would like to see each party split up and and have kind of a more extreme person. Like instead of having you could, well, one and one, you know what I mean. Instead mm -hmm. of having Hillary versus Donald. You give the people four options plus whoever else is in that party and have like you'd have your Bernie Sanders who would be yep. like the left left. And then you have yep. Hillary who's kind of more left middle. Right. And then you have a right middle and a right right. And to see yeah. to see where the votes would would gravitate to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's the problem. Easily, is the, anyway. uh, the, the establishment one side's not going to wants to win so bad. They're going to try and the candidate that they have one or the candidate that has the better chance, they're just going to try and bury their other candidates so it just becomes that race. But wouldn't the odds still be split up just as evenly? It's better... With the, between the sides? Not if not if you've got two candidates, but one of them doesn't have a great chance of winning. You'd rather just put everything behind the one candidate. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess that... I, I, I can see what I you're saying. That, yeah, sure. no, I, I agree, and I think the only thing that would... Well, I don't know. I was going to say, I think the only thing that would change that would just be from the American people. But the, as close as you, like, what was odd is you had, like, the Bernie supporters and the Hillary supporters. The Bernie supporters, like, after Bernie lost against Hillary, like, a lot of them refused to support yeah. Hillary. Which is like think... something that you haven't mm -hmm. seen um, that I know of. I'm sure that's happened before in the past. But from what, I've, what I know, like, you haven't seen something like that in like modern political history someone like abandoned their own party that hard even though bernie's like technically an independent but yeah that's why i think it, uh, that's why i think that bernie and hillary should both have been in the final say the final like say the final vote for president why is it only between two people i understand what you're saying yeah. where it's like the parties aren't going to send more than one because they want everyone in that party to vote for one person but I think that you would have had more support from that from that specific side if they would have had more options for the for the final say, not for just the Democratic primary. Uh, I mean, from a Democrat's perspective, they get nothing out of that. Really? Yeah. How are they all? Who's gonna? They're just taking votes away from uh, from their stronger candidate. How is a how is having two Democratic candidates and one Republican candidate in the well, same no, no, election? Well, no, no, it only good. works if there's if there's four. Is what or, I'm saying. Or if there's just like because I don't like in in a lot of European countries like France. I don't mean to keep like modeling that because I'm not saying that this is the best way. But no, go ahead. They we have be like you'll sometimes. have like 
eight candidates and they can all be from different parties like you can have yeah. two or three from the same party but let's just say there's eight candidates you have like your uh, debates and then you'll have like your first round of voting or whatever and it doesn't happen like necessarily right after the debates but you'll have like one round of voting and then out of those eight you may have i don't know what they cut it down to six left or four probably four left and then you vote out of those four and then you have two left and then you vote out of those two and you have like your winner yeah so i don't know whether that's like a you know a good way almost to like a bracket style yeah exactly yeah. it's like but but it's not like one against one it's just like okay here's eight people to vote for who does everybody want to vote for and there may mm -hmm. be like overwhelming uh support for one candidate but normally you see you'll see like about three all pretty close kind of like you would see with well like say trump and then um hillary and, and bernie would be like kind of the three more favorites mm -hmm. but then um er, and then you have like your you know little people that don't get many votes or whatever but you still have eight options to choose from but um i don't know yeah i'm not saying that that would work necessarily in america because you have such strong like republican yeah. and democrat and then uh, the pressure ties. becomes in that situation when you've got the one candidate that does has less of a chance to win the people are you get you're going to get us so much pressure not to vote for them because it's like your candidate's not going to win if you don't vote for this candidate candidate three is going to win and you hate them worse than our candidate so you need to vote for this person yeah that's why everybody so third party candidates got so much shit after trump got elected it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to vote for a Democrat, but you voting for a third party candidate is helping Donald Trump win. So third people who See, voted just, for third parties yeah. just I, get shit on. I right? agree that like the whole idea, like a vote for Gary Johnson is a vote for Donald Trump. Like it makes sense. Yeah. But I hate how they're putting the people who are libertarians. Like they're just. It's like, no, oh, I, you're fucking wrong, man. Yeah. Like, what are the, you doing? It's, it's like, no, I legitimately believe in this, and I think that he's the right one. Why is it considered and when, a vote for And when for people else? say that, I think the counter argument to that is, well, if everybody else voted for their ideal candidate in just a set of where they think they should vote, then it wouldn't be like this. Yeah. No, and something that I think too that I've been thinking about, you know, ever since Donald Trump got elected was. The, the the founding fathers could not have imagined the the gravity that the like like the importance that the president would have with the amount of people that he's leading so to speak yes the president he is the most important guy uh, but the the scale on like the just pure numbers of people that he's leading they couldn't have imagined it would get so high and I just think it's yeah. kind of an it's kind of just an archaic way to go about it thinking that one person could lead what is it 600 million people uh, how many people are in the like united 400 states million. 400 million there's just no way there's no way that it's ever going to work as well as it could work and i don't know why people are so reluctant to talk about implementing a new policy or a new way or even a new form of pres presidency you know what i mean yeah why does it why does it why do we have to stick to the same shit that we've been doing forever. It's just in any other business or science or anything, you never only react or, or do things from the way you've always done it because you realize, hey, as we grow, we improve, we learn new things, and we adjust. Yeah. You know, I just I just don't see why that's not at, like an option. Ever. Oh, I I kind of see the fear or the challenge with that is is cuz you know, the way things are now there's so much corruption and as corrupt as things are, at least it's the corruption you know. I feel like if there's an opportunity <laughs> to, to change things, there's going to be intense fear on both sides of each side in this new order trying to gain the upper hand and it has the potential to cause a lot of conflict and possibly yeah. a civil war type scenario if you're trying to reform the government. If you've got this corrupt government, but everyone agrees this is how the rules, this is how things are, this is how the rules, yeah. then you don't have the risk of one side trying to overplay their hand and try and reach and then just a war. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just, I mean, in anything that is like a major progression, though, in history, has there's always been like. The rubbing of sticks. Oh, I mean, no, that's the true. Proverbial rubbing. It's always sticks. darkest before the dawn. So, except <laughs> for things to change, you know, there's gonna there would probably have to be some dark times. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think this is something you need to bring up with Andrew tomorrow, though. But I think that the uh, one of the biggest threats 
and one of the biggest issues right now in politics is gerrymandering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you literally, gerrymandering is like... Describe a dummy like me what that is. Gerrymandering <laughs> is basically drawing... Um, I'm going to butcher this a bit. Drawing lines, basically, uh, districts um, on who votes for what... Um, basically, what like in Hamilton County, it's divided... Or it basically, a, a state or a county, they're divided up into districts with representatives for each district. Yeah. So, obviously, people in this district vote for this position, so on and so forth. Gerrymandering is changing the lines of like where those districts are. So if you look at some of these maps, it makes no logical sense as yeah. to where these lines are drawn. And people in the politicians and their sense of their own self-interest will try and draw lines oh. a certain way so that they've got certain people voting in this district and Jeez. certain people because in you're this gonna district. Know, you're going to be it's like, such oh, a dirty okay, this game. neighborhood. Oh, yeah. You're going to be like, okay, this neighborhood, you know, which could be like vast majority like black yeah. is going to vote Democrat. And like over here and over here, you're going to have like Republicans. So they're going to draw the line on what representative is going to represent them. So like specifically the, um, you know, black neighborhoods and the white neighborhood or Democrat Republicans aren't really going to cross much. Mm. But the people, the messed up part is like the politicians that are elected are the ones that are drawing these lines, basically. So like. You it's know, just going to help you. Them win. Yeah, exactly. It's going like, to do whatever to help. Exactly. Them win. Yeah. Exactly. Why do you but think that's how the the whole like where the name gerrymandering came from was because it was back in like the 1800s, but there was a guy who whose last name was was Jerry, but it was spelled G A R R Y, and it was like I don't Tom Jerry or something. I don't know, but <laughs> but uh Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Hey, but he um he drew a district that was so messed up it literally it looked like a salamander. And they used to, like, the, the guys in the party back then, they used to, like, make fun of him. And they were like, that is so... And it was, like, legal what he was doing. He wasn't, like, you know... Yeah. Like, he drew this district that looked like a salamander. And they were like, oh, that's... that's No, that's, gerry, oh, that's a gerrymandering. They just, like, called it gerrymandering because it looked like a salamander. I wonder if the original term was gerrymandering. Because that's, that's what a meandering stream system uh -huh. looks like. looks like a snake. Yeah. But that, why do you think... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll make sure to bring. I'm sure Andrew will have a lot to say on that. Oh yeah, he will. He <laughs> uh, why do you Why do you think that majority black areas vote Democrat? I think. Well, I mean, I'll let you talk first. But um, I mean, <laughs> I think just well, it all it like okay. That's a loaded question because the whole it. it Basically, a lot of the ideals switched party lines back when LBJ passed the Civil Rights Bill because he was a Democrat from the South, which before he passed the Civil Rights Bill, a lot of Democrats had like contemporary Republican ideals. So it all changed back then, but, but the Democrat Party, just like ideals align more with the interests that are going to benefit um, basically, African American. I know, but I, I want like what, what is like what's benefiting? Like, them? I mean, because obviously, so the Democratic Party is much more open to I don't know, like welfare and food stamps. Yeah, and, and um, you know, like social programs that are going to benefit you know black people more so than white people usually. Just because they're in like a, a lower socioeconomic. Yeah kind of you know like the or, or you know a lot of i mean urban not communities all, you know, I mean, and yeah right right but I want, um, you know i just i wonder why that is I, there's got you know i mean I, you trace something back far enough well i wonder where the trend started to where the it, majority black neighborhoods yeah, were the lower if you go too far back the republican party was actually lincoln's party and the democratic party especially the southern democrats were very pro-slavery and were trying to expand right. slavery west right. but then eventually down the line obviously you know you, you wouldn't think that the democratic party would be more of the interest of african americans but obviously you know parties change and things so the demographic the, the, the country changes school, the old school southern democrat it was like a republican basically yeah pretty much well, yeah. I mean, it was very different issues that they had back then. Yeah. Whenever it was all were they those issues? railroads <laughs> and, and worried about free states or and do slave we not just states have the same issues 
blanketed in different names nowadays. <laughs> well, back then it was, you know, right before the Civil War, it was everybody was the North and South were fighting over new states coming in, whether they're going to be slave states or free states. Yeah. And I don't know. I find, find it pretty interesting. I find it pretty interesting that, the you know, the parties demographically can be split up, like, pretty easily. I also say Republicans are pretty terrible at relating to black people. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder yeah. why though. I mean, I wonder I wonder why there can't be black Republicans who relate to black people. Cuz or, or anything or I mean or you know, it doesn't have to be black people. It could be a Muslim Republican. Yeah, like all minorities. Yeah, are minor- you, not all, but like yeah, vast majority of minorities are Democrats. Yeah. Associated with the Democratic Party. And, and is it all economical? Because I feel like on all the other issues... Well, I think you've got that far right base that kind of alienates a lot of moderate conservatives and kind of hurt, definitely hurts the, the just fiscal conservatives for just the people who are like, I just believe in low taxes and you know the ability to do with what you want with your money. But then you've got all the right-wing nut jobs who are yeah. like, God said Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like think that all the mexicans are coming across the border to rape yeah. people and it's well what's interesting to me is you know in in the you in the black community or the african-american community you have a lot of religious people a lot of you know all black churches or you know however you want to say it i mean there's a big group yeah of, and i wonder how that aligns you know what i mean because it's i i always find it interesting when you can clearly see the religious impact on the political movement, so to speak. And obviously, if you're a Bible-thumping right-wing Christian, you know, you are, I would say, 99.999% of the time a hardcore Republican. Right. Whereas if you are not, uh, if you're a normal, you know what I mean, kind of like what, whatever, if, you, if you're not that person, then you're somewhere else. But the, the hardcore religious churches and the black communities i wonder like where like where they stand on those issues i just i'd be interested to talk to somebody like and just to see their thoughts on that specifically yeah. how religion plays into their realm of politics well and that's that's funny because like the republican party is supposed to be like the religious party like just like you were saying like the bible thumping type of thing but yeah. you have like you know i i would think that well, i don't think but a lot of um, black people are religious. Yeah. And the fact that they still don't associate with the Republican yeah, Party. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Because of it's that. it's yeah. almost like it's almost like there's there's like a uh, a blinder on the obvious wrongs of that side where it's like, yeah. okay, we still believe in God, we're still religious, but come the fuck on, you know? Yeah. It, it, I guess it kind of why comes can't where gays get married? <laughs> priorities of your issues lie. So, yeah, I mean, right. obviously, for most people, there's a lot that they're probably going to find wrong with yeah. either political party. But it's, you know, if economically, you know, fiscally conservative is your thing, you want to be a Republican. Or if you're very pro-life or pro-choice, you know, if that's your thing, that's going to align where you vote. Yeah. It's the one or two it's issues so, that yeah. really matter to you yeah, are going exactly. to pick which party is yeah. for you. And I've met people and know people who are so pro-life that literally like nothing else matters to them they're like yeah, i'm voting crazy. republican because they're not going to support abortions yeah and, and like that's all that they care from about. that perspective it makes sense because sure. if you believe abortion is murder then that so that's going to be the highest yeah, priority for exactly. you is yeah. per, is making that as illegal as you can which exactly. and, and that's that, that's one of the things that i would like to talk to a lot of people about to try to figure out you know the psychology behind it but the take if you could if you could in some amazing world take religion completely out of politics, I wonder what kind of discussions that you would be having and how f- open people would be to one side or the other. Yeah, I think that it's. I mean, this past election has been like the least religious. Yeah. That I you know that I can ever think of. Trump did his bare minimum Christian stuff that he yeah. had to. <laughs> like, I mean, it used to be like if you if you weren't like a diehard Christian that went to ch- on either side that went to church every Sunday, and um, you know this and that, then 
then it's like, who are you? You know, yeah, like, yeah. You can't be president. I, yeah, but even, Trump you know, doesn't I'll, even like try to act like he's religious. No. Like, and yeah, previous elections, Obama against Romney and Obama against McCain, I, faith was still for both yeah. candidates. You had to talk about yeah. your faith, no matter what. Because yeah. I would like to see, because every you know, if you're well informed and well uh, studied and or whatever the words are on things like you know economics or, or social issues and you have op- opinions you know and you can and you can talk about those opinions with people who don't agree with you and who are just as well informed on the other side you know i mean you're having a a good discussion about it that's great you know i mean that's great i mean everybody's not the same no and it's never going to be that way but i feel like there's just always this overlying blanket of like are you religious or not you know what i mean in those right. conversations and if you could take that out of there, it would be so refreshing to hear people talk about economics and abortion and welfare and things like that without this like weird. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's come from I come from a religious background, but well, I don't. it is kind of funny because you know there are a lot of us. I would say neither uh, all of us here. I mean, I don't want to actually assume, but <laughs> don't speak for Zach. I won't make any assumptions don't for people not for at the table who's at this time. A urine. <laughs> but. Most of us here are not, we're not really strong religious, but I would say a lot of us definitely respect, we respect the beliefs of other people. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting, though, to imagine, like, if a presidential candidate, like, for all the audacious things that have been said, I mean, obviously Trump, all the audacious things Trump says, and even people on the other, on the left side, things that they say, if you had a normal, you know, respectful, soft-spoken candidate who was asked about God said, I respect everyone's religions and their belief, but I don't believe in God personally. Can you imagine <laughs> the reaction to that? They would, I mean, they would be shunned. In yeah, the like even realm. if he was like super respectful, I don't want to infringe on anybody's religious rights yeah. and I support everyone's freedom to believe what they want, but I don't, I personally don't believe in God. That's what I mean. That's, and, and that's, that's what, what interests me the most about the whole thing is like you could have Joe Schmo, who is a great, you know, conservative guy, and you could have Sally Smith, who is a great uh, uh, liberal woman, and you could have them talk about issues like money and, you know, social issues, but as, you know, as soon as you're like, the, the guy on the right would be like, oh, yeah, I also don't believe in any religion. It's like, all right, well, he's not a Republican anymore. Like, fuck that guy. Just throw him out. Find us a God-fearing, you know. God, it just—it's weird to me how how related they are. Welcome back. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but you guys are talking about with the uh, um. So I looked up that gerrymandering thing, and it's actually it's G E R R Y, not G A R R Y. But in eighteen twelve, Governor G- um, Gary signed a bill that redistrict Massachusetts to benefit his Democratic Republican Party. When mapped, one of the contorted districts of the north of Boston was said to resemble the shape of a salamander. Gerrymander is a the poor manteau. Poor manteau? What does that say? What is that is word? <laughs> poor manteau? Portmanteau? I don't know. I mean, it's my yeah. best guess. I'm not, hey, you're not familiar, you're not familiar with the term. It's a combination of the governor's last name and the word salamander. Huh? Oh, really? Right. Oh, Jerry. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Is it sad that the only gerrymander reference I have to go off of is from Bo Burnham's country music song. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> since, since, I, since I started by saying I think that was the most important Yeah, I'm like, definitely going to have to do some research. I'm a, I'm a, just, I'm a big dummy. But it, it makes sense now because in that country song, he says legalized gerrymandering. <laughs> yeah. You I can mean, hear that subtle well, I know more about probably civil oh, war era legal? politics than I know about modern yeah. politics. So. I don't know. All of these all these issues like this are super interesting and that's, you know, forums like this and platforms where you can discuss them and just, you know, have have an hour or so to kind of say what How you feel. How long have we been or, talking for? Uh it's almost been 50 minutes. Wow. Yeah. It goes quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we can wrap it up. I mean, I, hey, Stag, I appreciate your input. Oh, I, yeah. I think that uh, I think that we're not done with this conversation, though. I could definitely, I could definitely no. go another. No, hour I mean, this was this impromptu. Sure. I'm sure. It, I, 
Oh, this is my this first This would time. have been good. I think it would have been if we go in the beginning, kind of knowing a little bit. Yeah. Because what we kind of were just, you know, we hadn't planned on doing a podcast, so we just kind of started and it took a little while, but then we really we got stayed into on the a pretty meat, good direction, though. Meat of the, yeah. meat is meat, some meaty topics. So yeah. I, I would love to get the threesome back together and kind of delve deeper see with a little bit more preparation. I'll be, so. I'll be real interested to go back and listen to this and see if I – because a lot of times I like to go back and listen to, like, what I was saying and be like, Mm. Yeah, you really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or just be like, like, "Wow, that sounded bad." Did you mean that, or was yeah. there is there a better way you could have like presented it? Definitely, yeah. Because when you're just when you're just off the cuff shooting from the hip, there's a lot of times that you like you're trying to get a message across, but you, yeah, you may have could have done it a better way. But well, we literally talked about everything from fantasy football to gerrymandering. So <laughs> that's the beauty of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I do because uh, I started writing a couple. I know until. The other day, we hadn't had one that was ready for the public yet, but I was just kind of wrote, started writing the little descriptions for episodes, and it's kind of yeah. funny because it's like they talk about this, this, and this, <laughs> and they're just a just lot of so times just random, random things. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my, uh, one of my favorite things is like the title, like for Pod Save America, Yeah, they don't title the podcast until after, it, after it's over, and then like the title is always like some funny like line or yeah. a couple words or something like that that they had said during the podcast. Well, that's what I love about it is you, you get talking about something and then just organically like the conversation just yeah. goes. It just and they'll go back, they'll like do the podcast, go back and listen to it, and then just like crack up at themselves, and then like, yeah. you know, because it's, it's funny as well, as yeah. well as serious, but um. And then they'll, like, crack up and be like, we got to call that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't named any of our episodes yet. so ah, no. Just yeah. episodes one, two, three, four. Yeah, all that. so we'll have to real, give them some, give them some good names. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and germs. Zach, final thoughts? Or I'm going to start with Austin's final thoughts. No. Yeah. Pick up where we left off. Pick up where time. we left off. Yeah. Well, hey, this will be our first part one. We'll have a part two coming out. <laughs> We'll, uh, We're just part one wetting the whistle. Yeah, <laughs> the proverbial whistle. <laughs> proverbial whistle. I don't, I don't see you literally wetting a whistle. I don't have a whistle. I'm not going to wet the microphone. <laughs> I do that enough because I got my mouth and nose right up there while we're doing the shindig. Yeah. So. All right. Well, but, Zach, final thoughts? Uh, life? Not life, much. It was love, great having happiness. A, well, I mean, nice to, after a few days off the off the microphone, nice to get a couple of buds together to do a podcast. Just it, trying to get my mind right for a nice men's recreational basketball game tonight. we got to get to the point where we're like a 50-year-old man who comes back to the gym and starts shooting free throws and makes them all. And he's like, hey, it's like riding a bike. You know, once you do it enough, you, you, you don't forget how. I feel like doing this can only just help concrete your your own opinions and oh, thoughts. Oh, exactly. And for sure. That's why That's why I'll send this to you when it's done because you go yeah. back and listen to it. And you, it's it's interesting to hear yourself talk about things that you think about all the time. But when you talk about them, you're listening to your your own thoughts pretty yeah. much, and then you get to analyze them from that. I way. need what, yeah, and it, well, and, and like what we talked about too, since none of it was like scripted or anything, we had no idea where we were going. It's all stuff that just like my opinion and thought process just just went there right off the top. Yeah, so yeah. there's no like actual deep thought or anything beforehand. So yeah, yeah like you're saying, go back and listening to it and being like, do I really mean that or do I really yeah. think that or, or <laughs> yeah, you know. And before be we speak to Bing, I would like to do a little bit more research because into my old because uh, modern politics kind of pisses me off, so I don't really <laughs> always like thinking about it or talking about it. But when I was taking history, uh, kind of American history, I was always really fascinated. I read like this really in-depth book about kind of the years up to the Civil War and the Civil War, mm -hmm. just how Congress was back then. Like you yeah. had, they got there were violent brawls in oh, Congress. Yeah. Like there was Charles Sumner almost got beat to death with a cane hey. over issues. There was a guy who brought a revolver into Congress <laughs> one time and tried to shoot another member yeah. of Congress. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna hate to have to crazy. put the plug in this, but I'm, I'm gonna have to get going here. So we'll pick up part two. All of us will we'll go back and listen to it, and we'll pick up where we left off, and we'll start off with your with your pistols in, in Congress. Oh yeah, sound good. I might have to get some of the old textbooks from <laughs> IB History. Hey, just bettering <laughs> ourselves one mediocre podcast at a time. Yeah. All right, and on that note, we're out of here. We'll see you. <laughs>